Hi, listeners. I'm excited to share something really special with you. As many of you know, in addition to hosting and producing Here There Be Dragons, I also teach architecture at the Rhode Island School of Design. And for the past year, I've been working on A Pause Is Not a Break, an exhibition for the architecture department about the intersection of sound and architectural practice. In a moment, I'm going to share the audio essay I produced with Adrian Lilly for the exhibition, but this is only one of three works in the show, which we had pressed on vinyls and are now playing in the gallery of RISD's architecture department. The other pieces are works by Ilsa Wolf of Wolf Architects and Way Architecture Think Tanks, Cruz Garcia and Natalie Frankowski. I have to say that I'm deeply inspired by what these architects produced in sound. I know not everyone can make it to Rhode Island, so I wanted to share this one piece with my HTBD listeners. If you visit the podcast website at www.htbdpodcast.com, you'll find the exhibition's digital liner notes with an essay and playlists and all kinds of fun stuff. But if you are in the Rhode Island area, please drop by and listen to the show. It'll be up through September 30th. So now, if you have headphones, I recommend wearing them for this piece. And while you look around for those, I want to give a special thank you for all the support that I received while curating the show. So a huge thank you to Adrian Lilly, Mohamed Galabi, Amy Culper, Katie Rogers, Karen Bell, Carlos Medellin, Anya Guinea, Alex Ekman-Lawn, Uthman Alowo, Alia Varawala, Fleet Library, the Center for Complexity, the SEI Center at Rhode Island School of Design, and of course, the Design Research Seed Fund. Without you, this wouldn't have been possible. So without further ado, here's a pause is not a break. erasure of knowledge and then you come in there and you participate in acknowledging that yes I have the knowledge now to make something how how do you have the knowledge to make something like I don't understand the kids want to live and we have out of a terrifying suffering a certain sense of life which everybody needs like the people usually do hi I'm blah blah hi I'm blah blah we are we architecture thing thing that means you're also responsible for your family and cannot give love from the glass. I'm Ilza Wolf and I am whatever I'm doing at the time. I am uh, I am Cruz Garcia. I am Natalie And we are We Architecture Think Tank together here with Emma. Architecture is for others. A pause is not a break. Track one, as I heard it. Sound is the animation of space, the mundane and continuous vibrations of HVAC systems, glazing, light fixtures, footsteps, chance eavesdropping, door clicks, car radios, toys.
toilet flushes, printer hums, baby giggles, birdsong, and so on, and so on, add up to an accounting of use, of occupation, of residency, the entire why of architecture. Intuitive as it may be, it remains a ghost in our machines of living, yet one sound, half of an echo, can unlock visceral memories of space we have known and left, of space that was taken from us. If music is the act of making time aesthetic, as one German philosopher believed, then sound is the record of time. In this account, time and orientation create perception, the root of aesthetics. Sound brings forward orientation. It makes the ear consider space as a web of relations converging at its location. The what you are listening to adds up to the where. Track two. Sorry, could you repeat that? When you've listened to your own life, all your life, you can become deaf to it. Deaf to the knowledge you have passively accumulated over hours, days, years, and decades of your own routines. Like the, the cookie sounds, you know, the Puerto Rican frog. But a little shift. A bird doesn't return in the spring. A child is born. You move continents. Suddenly all that knowledge comes roaring back. It's like breathing, right? Like I don't think about breathing except when my nose hurts. You have cataloged these repetitions all your life. As soon as a sound is added, shifted, or dispersed, of course you can't help but notice. It's like asking about what's the layers of collage. I think it's really similar. So there's many sounds that have different relationships to us. And then again, you know, there's the 19 partitions or divisions of Bolero, right? And Bolero comes every now and then, so it connects also to other works. So it's a matter of like identifying what are the sounds that are fundamental. And then everything else is just like how to break them. It's like making poetry out of an with the repetition. For Garcia and Frankowski, these repetitions are a propagandist's dream. The unstrenuous training that teaches the ear not only the sound, but to seek the sound, to crave a familiar loop. So another thing that I wanted to go back to is this question about the Fénon speech and the particularity being when it's happening in Paris. Really like a very vivid moment at that time in Paris. Because again, that was like the official moment where all the artists and writers from the French colonies had the stage officially, right? The Congress, it was just something very important historically in like the, the colonial past and still present of France. So that's why it was really interesting for us to use this moment.
the architectural picture is so burdened by the visual. Track three, my occupation. For a year during the COVID-19 lockdowns, I lived alone in New York. I kept time by the bells of the church across the street. At noon and at six, the bells rang a choir of hymns. You can hear it from blocks away. Come thou fount of every blessing, the Lord of the dance. Christ is risen, the Lord's prayer, O come Emmanuel. It's always been there, but this was the first time it stepped to the front row of my conscious listening. As my ear turned in to my own space, my own routines, I discovered much about where I live. The concert violinist upstairs who drilled Bach Sonata Number no. 2 in A minor over and over and over again. The redecorator next door whose endless banging helped me understand that we have brick walls between us, not studs. Over time, I composed the section of my building in my mind and I recorded it for months. In ancient Islamic cities before standardized time, the call to prayer may have felt similar. It was a way of marking time, of marking devotion, but also of marking space. The mullah at the city center would start the call and then the next would hear and start and then the next and again and again until it reached the periphery. By tilting your head then, as I tilt mine now, you can hear it, the map of where you were in relation to others, a planned section in time. Track four, for those who need understanding. I'm talking about place, and I'm talking about places where people were, places where where non-humans and humans were, and where remnants of people are still there, you know? Because if you say you're talking about place, then it's not just about the architecture, because very often these places that I'm talking about, the buildings aren't even there anymore. So the architecture is not there, but what is there is still the place. But when you talk about place, you can talk about the spirituality and atmosphere that the place evokes through kind of just being there and feeling it. So I'm interested in that effect and the remnants and the kind of melancholy and the despair of the place, you know, and how do we begin to repair or how do we find avenues of repair and healing. So, yeah, I mean, that's what sound, I mean, it's completely underplayed, the, the impact of sound. 
Sound is a representation of space, a tool missing from Rhino or AutoCAD, yet present in the mundane life of all architectures, betraying their least grand purpose, use. Bessie's head's work to fully live was an effort often destroyed in her time. Yet the preservation of such a vision is more than the object of the house, the garden, or even the book. Preservation can live in simple recollection, gathering what was shattered into different holes. I write about the fact that it's a very direct lens of entering this house through the kitchen, understanding that this house was built from the proceeds of this novel. In sound and story, Wolf goes further than just representation. For her, sound can be invocation. When I was talking about the seaside neighborhood that was erased, I did play sounds of the foghorn, and, and Kara invoked it with me, you know, with bringing in sounds of, of the sea and kind of gentle sounds. Track five, we must try to live. In sound, we can find traces repeated and persisting beyond our control, which call for a recognition of choice. In what ways are we aligning ourselves with living? How are we perceptive to those ways of being that are crushed and scattered? The ritualist, the propagandist, the novelist, are nimble architects. They enlist time and perception to dissolve the object of space into the network of living. They iterate it with great liberty, the record of lives experimentally lived and perhaps now dispersed can still be found in sound. The bulldozer, the rent hike, the eminence of domain matter little. These iterations persist reminding us of past liveliness and tempting us to construct other ways of being. They turn the study of their architectures into a study of life and the record of it. Whether we listen or not, it continues engulfing us. 